This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about condiments in restaurant. No, condiments. <laughs> Let's Abby keep all of this. Today we're talking about condiments on restaurant tables. Okay, and this was suggested by PYL3003 on Reddit as condiments on restaurant slash diner tables. That's right. And I should say that when this topic first was, you know, sort of uh, floated, floated. We were floating on a paddleboard. I was like, yes, it was during our corporate retreat in August. I was like, what? Like, I I had a really hard time figuring out what this even meant. Like, condiments on restaurant tables? Yes. So uh, Molly's (laughs) first response to that was, would that be like grape jelly? And (laughs) I was just thinking of like... I've never laughed harder (laughs) at anything Molly has said. I still don't really get what's funny about it. I think I think it's that that like the the correct answer is you mean ketchup and I no. I can't even imagine. Well, I think a diner like for sure like I I think I've sometimes like seen a pot of like strawberry Okay. Refrigerator. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Refrigerator jam. Yeah. No, freezer jam. Freezer jam. Refrigerator jam. <laughs> I'm broken. I used to make strawberry freezer jam, and it was really good. I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, freezer jam is really good. Yeah, and then I used to buy it, and it was kind of the same as homemade, and I haven't gotten that in a while either. I should do that. Uh, I think we did an episode about that. So now this episode is about condiments on restaurant and diner tables. That's right. So uh, so when I think about this, one of the first thing that comes... Is grape jelly, obviously. No. When I think about this, one of the first things that comes to mind is when you go out to a diner, it's breakfast time, and there's like a little stainless steel pitcher of syrup with that like little hinged lid that's kind of really rattly and loose. Yes, I know exactly you what know? you mean. But it's, it's never maple syrup. It's always pancake syrup. Right, which I'm fine with honestly of course also I, I i find myself thinking about ketchup and mustard but then like i can't think of many restaurants other than just like a like a, a burger place where those are out on tables okay but at other places <laughs> you've got like salt and pepper yeah or, okay so let's get into this right now are salt and pepper condiments 
No. Okay, I also vote no. I feel like a condiment has to be wet. Oh, that's a really good point. I think do, a do condiment think so? does have to be. Well, okay, what about like um, uh, Molly McButter? <laughs> <laughs> that's... That, like some like some butter powder that you shake on something. Oh, I because I don't know. that is not like a spice that you would put in it's during not a cooking. Spice. It's I mean, but it is a seasoning. It, you would add it. After you would add it upon serving. So I, I think I would call it a seasoning when it's like a dry flavoring that you would apply at the table and a condiment when it's a wet flavoring that you apply at the table. OK. I, OK. I'm, I'll go with that. OK. So Molly McButter. Uh, you're, it's a it, Number seasoning. one is your alter ego and number two is a seasoning. That's right. OK. okay. So, Matthew, what are your memory lane items? So I think I'm going to keep doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, Matthew. No. Oh! <laughs> So it's my birthday. Matthew has reached the end of his models. The end of my um, tether. It's no, it's the end of your model's lifespan. It, your model is what? your model's gone obsolete, and you're starting to short circuit. <laughs> That's yeah, oh, need, right. So I'm like I'm like uh, Johnny Five. Yeah, from we short need, circuit, we, and we, I am short circuiting. We need uh, Matthew twenty twenty four. That's right. Yeah. No, replace me with a with a newer, younger model with with like abs oh cool okay. okay okay yeah great the list that's what the listeners have been clamoring for that is what they've been clamoring for okay but matthew you were saying and something make me yum young dumb and full of abs <laughs> make me yum is what <laughs> make, you started me, to say. make me yum by putting condiments on me <laughs> see we're back <laughs> okay we gotta keep okay, all that so, in all right so uh condiment condiment memory lane there you go like you know, I remember like the first time going for pho, and of course we talked about like the pho accompaniments on the pho episode with Andrea Nguyen, which is a good episode that you should go listen to <laughs> instead of this one. Um, but uh, like, you know, that they like bring you like all the stuff you need to flavor this up yeah, uh, but, exactly the way you want. Yeah, but we're only talking about but the things that are already the... on the table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. but So in that case, we got sriracha. We've yeah. got like uh, hoisin, hoisin sauce. sauce. Those might already be on uh, the table. We've also often got like a chili oil. Right. Yeah. So like when you go when you go to a Chinese restaurant, often there'll be like uh, like you know a chili chili oil with plenty of of sediment in it. I love that. There'll be like a soy sauce dispenser. I love that. Oh God, I have. I'm so glad you mentioned this because I have such vivid memories of going to again Hunan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yep. In Cassidy, Cassidy Square. Square. Yes. Yep. With the maitre d' Sean. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I really miss this place. I I, I miss it and I've never been there. Like, I'm sad that I never got to go. I have really fond memories of sitting. Did I mention that the tables were round with glass tops? You you didn't have to. I knew. You knew. Okay. And did you know that the placemats were those paper ones with like the Chinese Zodiac on them? Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love that kind of Chinese American restaurant so much. It was so good. Still do. Anyway, I have very, very vivid memories of the Kikoman uh, soy sauce thing yes. with like two pour spouts. Yep. yep. We it had seemed... one of those at home at some point for no reason. I did too. Okay. I did too. And it seemed like there was always something that we would order that I would need that for. 
Uh, maybe as a kid, it was like a bowl of white rice or oh, something. Oh, of course. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. But then, of course, like, uh, oh, you know, you know, a good uh, condiment on the table memory, like when uh, Wife of the Sir Lori and I first moved to Seattle, uh, we liked to drive over to Alki Beach and eat at Spud Fish and Chips. Mm. And they had uh, malt vinegar mm-hmm. on the tables. And mm-hmm. I had never had that before. And I thought it was great. When I was a kid uh, and my dad and I would go out to lunch together on the weekend, we would almost always go to Long John Silver, which was next door to Borg's. Okay. On yeah. on May Avenue. Sure. And I remember it was one of the ones where um, the building itself looked like it had like a shipwreck yes, on yes. it. Yes, I know what you mean. And I remember- Like a ship somehow crashed into the restaurant. That's right. And I remember my dad teaching me about malt vinegar because, yeah, again, it was just out on the table in a bottle and uh, putting it on like the steak fries, yes. which were the kind of fries they had at Long John Silver. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. Yeah, I, anytime like if I go to like a barbecue place or a steak place, neither of which I do that often. Um, so it's like a special treat. Like if there's A1 sauce on the table or some kind of, it can be house-made barbecue sauce or like commercial bottled barbecue sauce. I'm really happy either way. You know, those are those are my sauces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So getting around to, to ketchup and mustard, which, yeah, which yes. I'm not fond of either one. Which seem like the basic condiments, but I am hard pressed to think of many restaurants where they are just on the table, unless it's like a really casual, like hot dog or burger place. Yeah, no, I, but I think of this as being like a diner thing. Really? Yeah, like I think there's ketchup on the table at at diners. And would they at be least in like like the the orange and yellow squeeze bottles? They could be in the squeeze. But that reminds uh, again. There's a thing they bring you, or there might be a glass bottle, of like, like a Heinz, like a glass Heinz, Heinz bottle is what is what I am envisioning because I have a vivid memory for some reason, and maybe you can help me figure out like if is this like a thing of reading like a Q&A column where someone asked a question, I was pretty young, about uh, why do they mate the ketchup bottles at the diner like after after hours. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't I didn't even know what this meant at first. But it means like like so that you don't have like a like an almost empty bottle on someone's table when they sit down. <laughs> like they go around and like pour the ketchup into like and sure. like consolidate it, yes. which is called mating the bottles. Maybe no one else uses this term, and then uh, and then recycle the empty ones. Well, of what course. What am I even at? What's the question what here? I don't know. I've never have heard... you done this. That's my question. Uh, no, me neither. No, it's... but this. I, I, I mean, I've definitely. Where have I worked where I had to um, refill salt shakers? That sounds fun. I've definitely worked somewhere where I had to refill salt shakers. We we recently for our corporate retreats uh, stayed at an Airbnb where the uh, salt and pepper shakers were labeled not salt, not pepper. So cute. I hate that. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Hold on. How do you feel about and and here I'd like you to go back to your pre-COVID mind. Okay. But how do you feel about communal bottles on tables? Because you know they're they're not gonna get wiped down every time. Well, okay. The this, table gets clear. This raises a good question. Like, it doesn't really bother me, or at least wouldn't I have feel like it. They I, sometimes get really greasy. Yeah, like people grabbing them with their greasy hands. Yeah. But like, that's that's sort of like I feel like that's sort of part of like the folklore of that kind of place. Hmm. I I think like in order to be like a condiment that lives on the table, like it has to be like a certain type of condiment that isn't going to go bad over the course of the day. So it's sure. not going to be like romesco sauce. 
It's That's not right. going to be mayo. Well, and right? even if it's going to be like strawberry freezer jam, it's only going to be out for brunch service. Right. Or if it's like an all day brunch thing, then I don't think they'd leave it on the table. Right. But if it's like if it's like a Thai restaurant, like sometimes like a, a Thai restaurant, they'll bring you like a caddy with like four condiments I and seasonings. Love it I love when they that. come in a caddy. Yes, but also sometimes that just lives on the table, and usually like one of them will be like some sort of uh, like either sweet chili sauce or like pickled chilies, and one will be like chilies in uh, in fish sauce, big mm-hmm. uh, plat. Um, and uh, like those those are among my favorite condiments to get on the table. I love the little caddy, and of course they're fine to sit all day. Sure. I'm so glad you mentioned the caddy because like salt and pepper shakers sometimes come in a caddy sure. too. And oh, it's so lovely. I love the little caddy. Me too. What about, okay, so I know a condiment experience that I have frequently, which is at Din Tai Fung. Yes. Uh, so there's black vinegar and soy sauce. And then anything else on the tables there? Well, they bring shredded ginger, but that's not it's not like sitting there when you sit down. That's right. Uh, chili oil. Chili oil. There's yes. chili oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some reason, I never really think too much about those. Yeah. I mean, I tend to use all of them. I think like I use them, too. Uh, yeah. But you don't think about them. but I don't think about them or feel like skeeved out by greasy fingers. Oh, OK. I think part of what's distressing to me is when there's ketchup and mustard, often they're also like French fries yeah, or onion burgers, rings and things get grease, really greasy. Like, like messy burgers. I also do not want to see like a blob or a smear of the condiment on the outside of the container. I've, I don't want to see that. Like. I agree. Like, I feel like there's a real divide. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a mind at war with itself because, like, as as kind of like an aesthetic, you know, just just like as the as part of the aesthetic of this kind of restaurant, I love the idea that there's like a grease stain and a sauce stain on the on the bottle and maybe even on the table. Like, do I actually want to sit down and be confronted with that up close? No. <laughs> Do I like the phrase greasy spoon? Yes. Do I, do I want to be given a greasy spoon? No. no. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it. No charge. <laughs> uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post meeting drink. You can bring your pet. You, totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you yep. can use. And they have the built-in Alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier <laughs> when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm-hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see nobody, that. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.
Okay, well, so far we've been talking about things that are sort of, um, uh, for some reason, the, the, the word that's coming for me is like bulk. Okay. Uh, in the in that the vessel oh, stays there mean. and multiple parties like use it, whereas there are also condiments that come in single serving packets, like little tiny jams. Um, we could also I don't know how you feel about uh, little pats of foil wrapped pats of butter. Is that a condiment? Hmm, that's a really good question. Is butter a condiment? It is wet. And you can't apply it at the table. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. So that's, I, I love, so I don't typically use the little butter packets because I don't usually spread butter on things, but I do love the little butter packets. Oh, I love the little They're like, you know, perfect little rectangular solids. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about condiments that are on restaurant tables, when I think about like single serving ones, I pretty much only think of jam and foil wrapped butter. But of course, all the condiments or a lot of the condiments we've been talking about that come in like a squeeze bottle also come in a single serving format, but they're not usually out on the table. Right. So we we recently stopped at Dairy Queen for lunch That's and they right. had ketchup, mustard and mayo packets and relish, I think also mm-hmm. packets, but they're at like a station where you can pick them up. They don't sit on the table because people would like, you know, kids would squirt them at each other all the time, and which I, they do anyway. And I think that at least in the in the past, maybe there would have even been like a little condiment station where they were in uh, like chafing dishes with a pump and you would like sure. pump it yeah. out. I mean, I remember doing that at, at the Wendy's of my youth. Oh, yeah. And there'd be like a little white Dixie cup. And you would pump the ketchup into yes. it. Oh, they so have good. that with the like the hot sauce at uh, at Taco Bell. Okay, uh, no Taco Time. Sorry, taco I, time. I want to talk about Taco Bell also. But, uh, taco Time, which is a Northwest uh, taco chain, they have the little the little cups, and uh, they're like the perfect size for dipping your tightly rolled burrito in. Oh, that's great! Very satisfying. That's so good. I've got a conundrum for you. Okay, this is this is our like uh, sporkful segment. Like you know, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is Coffee creamer, a condiment. Wow. I was about to say no. But I feel like it kind but of is. But I think like, it kind of is. Yeah, but like. Because it's something yeah. that is added purely for flavoring. Mm-hmm. It's not a part of the cooking process. It's added after the fact. It is wet. It is wet. Well, I mean, not it, it can be. I think, and you know, it, it often is just sitting out on tables. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes like it. Like, I think it's a condiment. Yeah, I think so. I too. mean, I don't really like this answer. I was, was going to try and like, like add a corollary that like it's not a condiment if you're using it to flavor another liquid, but that doesn't make sense. No, no, because well, what about okay? So well, again, then now we get back to seasonings. But I was going to say like a sugar packet going into iced tea, but that's a seasoning. That's it's a, not a condiment. Is sugar a seasoning? <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. What if it's simple syrup? You know how like some really like fancy places will have simple syrup to put in your I, cold yeah, I think beverage. that's a condiment. That's a condiment? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Huh. We're really laying down the law here. Oh my gosh. Like, I, my mind is of, just of, uh, on taxonomy. fire right now. Yeah. Okay. So, so far we've talked about a lot of sort of uh, Americana and also a lot of like Asian cuisine condiments. Okay. You, we've talked a little bit about hot sauce at Taco Time. Yes. What Let's about talk other? about Taco Bell because okay. I love Taco Bell. Very much. And uh, it was like the favorite fast food restaurant when I was a kid. And it's still one of my favorites, although I don't go there very often because they're, uh, as I mentioned, the Taco Bell in my neighborhood closed like 20 years ago. And I still miss it. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Where was it? Uh, it was at Broadway and Mercer. Oh, gosh. It was, it was close. Yeah. Oh, Matthew. Yeah, that's and, a big loss. And they had two tacos for 99 cents for like most of its existence. Oh, that is a big loss <laughs> for and you. My favorite sauce. Fire sauce, Taco Bell fire sauce. The packet is a beautiful, fiery color. The sauce is so good. It's kind of like weirdly thick and kind of sweet and pretty spicy. I love that stuff so much. I don't want to know what's in it. Don't tell me. And is it is it like Taco Bell's hot sauce? Well, there's mild sauce, hot sauce, fire sauce, and Diablo sauce. Ah, the and Diablo this is sauce. in order of spiciness. Yeah, they, it was originally just, when I was a kid, it, it was just like mild and hot. Then they added fire, which uh, which I liked immediately. Uh, the Diablo is more recent. I've tried it and it's good, but I, I don't like it as much as the fire. Okay. The, f- the fire sauce is not, it's hard to compare it with like some other hot sauce that you like because it's really its own thing. Do you think it's a perfectly engineered food product? I do, absolutely. Wow. Yes. Okay, well, we, we need to get Taco Bell We need Bell to get Taco Bell. Soon. Yeah, there's one, okay. there's one on like 15. Avenue West, Northwest, West. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. I drive past there all the time. I'm going to look for this. Okay. It's on the east side of the street, and it may be a combined like Taco Bell, KFC. I think you may be right. I think there's like a bus stop right there. Let's Uh, do this. I'll meet you there. Okay. All right. Great. Wow. What else do we have to say? Um, I feel like I'd want, oh, what about hot sauce on tables? I, I know we did this on an episode previously where we talked about like, which is your favorite hot sauce to see on a table, but sure. I want to see some hot sauce on the table for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I recently ran out of, I think it was Tapatio mm-hmm. and went to the grocery store and for some reason, well, anyway, they were out of Tapatio and I wound up buying Valentina instead, which mm. reminded me. I don't know me, if I've had Valentina. I, I remember, I think I first encountered Countered Valentina in like Costa Rica or something, even though it's it's a Mexican hot sauce. It's fine. Okay. But yeah. it, it made me feel uh, it made me feel a little vacationy for a minute because I think of Valentina as living on tables in a particular place. And that was a nice feeling. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for the uh, for the suggestion, PYL three thousand three, which I feel like I feel like it's supposed to be like read in like you know, like leet speak, like pill pill boob or something, but or I, I don't pretty young uh, like like PYT. Yeah, pretty pretty young. Pretty young, young listener. <laughs> that's what it is. Pretty Thank young you. listener, 3003. Yeah, and not necessarily like young chronologically. Could be just young at heart. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, all right. Well, um, we don't have any spilled mail today, but we would love more spilled mail. So yeah. send us some spilled mail at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Yeah, if you've got a Is burning right question for address? us, that's the right email address. And if you've got a burning question for us, put it out first and then send it to us. Put it out. Cause, oh, because it's, it's burning. burning. Yeah. Got it. Okay. It was, and yeah, okay. it was a really good joke. That was a great joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, you've got a now, but wow. I do. I have a YA romance called Fake Dates and Mooncakes by Cher Lee. Um, and it's a, uh, a gay male YA romance. Um, oh, that sounds great. And uh, there is, you know, one thing that gave me pause is there is a r- very rich guy in the book, which usually I'm like, you don't want to be with this rich guy. But he is nice. It's not his fault his parents are rich. It's not his fault he has a Ferrari. Do I want to ride in his Ferrari? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and Is that a euphemism, Matthew? 
could be okay. Like, um, but there's also like the the characters are really lovable, and uh, there is a ton of great Singaporean Chinese food uh, <sighs> in this book because that's the community that the book is set in. So I think you will enjoy this. It's called Fake Dates and Mooncakes by Cher Lee. That's S H E R L E E. And uh, how's how's the like romance side of it? Like, how, is it very steamy? Is it? It is not very steamy. <sighs> it's uh, I want more steam. It's kind of, kind of like a you know first first love kind of thing. Okay. Okay. And what? where did you find it? Um, it was recommended to me by wife of the show, Lori. Great. What a gal. Okay. Well, our producer is Abby Circatella. What a gal. What a gal, indeed. <laughs> I have a Substack newsletter called I've Got a Feeling, and I post essays there about all kinds of stuff, mostly not food. And uh, I've been doing it since February 2022. It's really fun. You can find it at mollyweisenberg.substack.com. And I have a band called Early to the Airport that makes rock and roll music. That's right. Uh, it's available anywhere you get your music. Uh, we have a couple of covers that are that are fun. Uh, we did a Robin song and we did a, a Britney Spears song and a Taylor Swift song. And we also do originals. And my favorite of those, if you if you want to like listen to the last song on the record, uh, listen to the song Royal Road. I'm really proud of my vocals on that one. I love that one. They can rate and review us wherever they get their podcasts, can't they? They they the listeners. They the listeners. They certainly can. Yeah. They can uh, <laughs> talk to other listeners at uh, everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. That's right. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Spilled Milk. The show the show that's um, been been sitting on this table for. <laughs> the last eight hours uh, getting getting sweaty real and stained greasy. and real greasy. Yeah. Okay. I'm Matthew Esterburton. I'm not touching that. Oh wow, Matthew! And now you've just given away what the topic is for our Valentine's Day bonus episode. Yeah, we cut all of that. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.